I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding the road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throwin' the fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and the rent due. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asked for. As always, I am your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka AA Ron, and ladies and gentlemen, Let's just jump right into it. Folks, happy Friday. It is Friday. It is almost time for the weekend, time for you to do all the things that you want to do. So if you're listening to this, one of the things you wanted to do is listen to me talk for 30 minutes or less. I appreciate you for that. Um, We've got a lot of NBA Hoops action to get into, as well as a little NCAA March Madness talk. So let's jump right into it. Let's get started. So Folks, this is my March recap. Now, admittedly, I thought that this week would be my last show in March, but today, when you're listening to this, is April 1st. So, happy April Fools. There will be no jokes told on this show today. No no pranks, that is. So, all serious business. So, let's get into it. <laughs> so, um, but this will be my March recap show. This will be my recap of the events that have happened in March um, and this is the last recap of the regular season because the playoffs will start here in the next couple weeks. Like, I was just looking at the schedule. The second round of the playoffs starts on begins on May 1st. And I'm like, holy cow, like, we are coming up on the end of the regular season. I believe there's six or seven games, depending on the schedule, for the teams left. So we have a lot to get into. But... Let's look at the two conferences and let's look at where the standings are and kind of compare them to where they were at the end of February. So this time I'm going to start in the Western Conference. So taking a look at the Western Conference right now, the number one team, which has not changed, is still the Phoenix Suns sitting at a 62 and 14 record as I'm recording this Thursday night, sitting at a 62 and 14 record, 81% of their games they have won. They have pretty much... um, I mean, they've been solid all year round. You know, they were my early season finals pick. I mean, to team to make it to the finals. I didn't pick them to win the finals, but I did pick them to make it back there. And so far, it's looking pretty good. But 62-14 and 14 record. They've been playing without Chris Paul for majority of March. Now, he did come back uh, a few games ago. Uh, I want to say it was early this week, if I'm not mistaken. So Chris Paul is back in Phoenix, um, getting some... Some more reps in before they go into the NBA playoffs here soon. But Phoenix, number one in the Western Conference, number one in the entire league at 62 and 14. You have the second best team, the Memphis Grizzlies, with a 54 and 23 record, second best team in the entire NBA. Um, they right now have a 54 and 23 record, eight and a half games still behind Phoenix, which I mean, Phoenix has got the best record in the league locked up. They've got home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs. But Memphis has been solid. They've been playing without John Morant for an extended period. I saw a statistic that said John Morant, um, when he does not play, the Memphis Grizzlies are 18-2, and I believe. So out of 20 games, they won 18 of them without their best player. 
She's pretty impressive. Shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies. Shout out to their coach as well, their head coach. They have been playing phenomenal basketball pretty much the entire season and definitely have overachieved. But third team that is uh, third team, their ranked team in the Western Conference, excuse me, that is up two spots previously from last month are the Dallas Mavericks sitting at 48 and 29. Um, Dallas has had an interesting season. They started off pretty slow. Um, but then they've slowly kind of built to where they are right now. Like third in the Western Conference, I mean, they, were, they weren't they were great, like I said, to start off the regular season. But Luka Doncic has played really well. You've also had Tim Hardaway Jr. The, ad- the addition of Spencer Dinwiddie in the trade that they got from Washington Wizards trading away Kristaps Porzingis has been beneficial for them as well. Um, he hit that game winner a couple weeks ago against the Brooklyn Nets, which was pretty, pretty solid um, in that uh I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night game, if I'm not mistaken. But the Dallas Mavericks um, up two spots in the third spot in the Western Conference. They are actually tied with the fourth-ranked team, which is the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors are down two spots from where they were a month ago, mostly due to the injury to Steph Curry, but they are 48-29, and 29, same record as the Dallas Mavericks. Now, with them being, them being where they are without Stephen Curry, um, still playing some pretty decent basketball, but I kind of envisioned this for this Golden State team. And what I mean by that is I, they had won all those games early in the regular season when they were, you know, teeter-tottering with, you know, number one, number two with the Phoenix Suns earlier in the season. I had a feeling that they were going to pretty much win majority of their games on the front part of the season and then kind of struggle in the second half. Now, obviously, I didn't predict a Steph Curry injury, which I don't want any player to get injured. But... So far, the Golden State Warriors have kind of been almost limping into the playoffs, just trying to make it to the playoffs healthy. With them being the fourth seed in the Western Conference, they are only up two games on the next team, which I'm going to talk about here in just a moment. But I I kind of envision this for them. So the Golden State Warriors ranked fourth in the Western Conference right now. But honestly, I mean, the Golden State Warriors, their championship battle tested. They don't necessarily, I'm sure home court advantage to them isn't as important as getting to the playoffs healthy. But... They are the fourth-ranked team in the Western Conference. Fifth-ranked team, who was up a spot from last month, is is the Denver Nuggets, which I gave them some love in an episode a few weeks back. Like, shout-out to the Denver Nuggets. They have been playing really well without, you know, Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., um, two max contract guys that they have on the roster. Nikola Jokic has been holding it down, which I'm going to talk about him a little bit later in the show as well. But they have a 46-31 and 31 record. Like I said, two games behind the Golden State Warriors, which, I mean, hey, depending on if the Warriors, you know, you know, keep losing games the way they have been, they can slip up in that fourth spot. We'll see. Um, I, 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 I do think that the Warriors will probably end up top four, but we'll see. I mean, no Steph Curry. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, you have the sixth-ranked spot um, that goes to the Utah Jazz. They are down two spots from where they were um, last month. 45-31 and 31 is their record. They have kind of struggled as of uh, late. Um, they had a game that I'm going to talk about earlier in the week where they really struggled. Um, but you guys know how I feel about the Utah Jazz. I just, eh, not impressed by them. They're good during the regular season, but this team is not playoff, you know, playoff built, I would say. With Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, who are both good players. Don't give, I don't want that to be misinterpreted, but I don't expect much from them. But Seventh-ranked team, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They are in the same spot they were a month ago, 43-34 and 34 record. They've been solid all year. With Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, 
they have been solid all year round. So shout out to them. Pat Bev um, is on the roster as well as that veteran presence, that veteran voice. I mean, kind of crazy sometimes, but I mean, he is still their veteran voice. Um, and they, they played really well. They have definitely surprised me. I did not have them being a playoff or play-in team at all. But Los Angeles Clippers are in the eighth rank spot. They are the same from where they were a month ago. They are 37 and 39 um, about six games back from the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Minnesota's pretty much, I mean, they're probably solid in that seven or six or seven uh, spot there because they're about two games behind Utah. But the LA Clippers, like I said, 37-39, probably going to f- end up finishing in the eighth spot the way the seating is as I'm looking at it right now. Um, Clippers, I mean, give give some love to Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue has the Clippers playing ready and Every single game that they are in, even if they are down, they are in that game. So that and that is definitely attributed, I think, mostly to coaching. So shout out to Tyron Lou, excellent, excellent coach. Um, he has done a really good job with this Clippers team. Um, now they got Paul George back, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Um, so pretty impressive for the Clippers to be where they are without their two best players, pretty much all year. Um, you have the ninth ranked uh, New Orleans Pelicans, which are up two, who are up two spots. From last month, they are 33 and 43. Um, Pelicans have definitely improved over that, I'd say, the past month and a half or so, um, because they definitely were they were not in it in a spot to be in the play-in. Like I said, as of two months ago, um, about a month and a half, two months ago. So shout out to the Pelicans for that, and the Los Angeles Lakers, who are down one spot in the 10th spot now. I mean, I'd be lying if I, if I said I wasn't happy about that. I mean, come on now. Y'all know me, certified Laker hater. But they are 31-44. and 44. <sighs> Definitely a disappointing season for all Los Angeles Lakers fans. I mean, they're just, the narrative out there is that they're, you know, they'll, they'll make the play in and they'll just flip some sort of switch and they'll just turn it on. And when Anthony Davis and LeBron come back, they're just going to, like, you know, run roughshod over the entire league and I'm like what what team are y'all watching like they they struggle to defend anybody when Carmelo Anthony's in the game like pretty much every team's game plan is like okay whoever is he's guarding you're gonna score the ball like can't he can't stay in front of a parked car like I mean and I mean he's he's older like and well most of their team is older if this was 2010 this would be the best team in the league but eh, the Lakers just it's not a championship team I personally believe that you should not put your all into just trying to get a 10th seed. But, I mean, hey, we'll see what happens. It is what it is. But the Lakers, um, we got the Spurs nip, nipping right at their heels. Um, they're in the 11th spot right now. i got to talk about the Spurs. 31-45, and 45, half a game back. Should be ahead, but that's neither here nor there. The Lakers are actually playing Utah right now, and I got the game on in the background. It's 41-38 right now in the second half. No LeBron, if I'm not mistaken. So Utah should win this game. Actually, I need Utah to win this game because if the Lakers lose, Spurs go back up to the 10th spot in the um, in the play-in. But that's the Western Conference. Those are your seeds 1 through 10, well, 1 through 11 with the Spurs not far behind the Lakers. Let's go over to the Eastern Conference. Excuse me. Eastern Conference team, same spot from last month. Uh, are the Miami Heat leading the way? 49 and 28. Now, they definitely have hit a skid over the past couple weeks. Had some pretty bad losses, and I talked about last week, Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler about to get into a physical altercation, it looked like. Altercation that we've seen, you know, in mainstream that I'm not going to get into. But for you 
don't live under a rock, you know what I'm referring to. Um, but the Miami Heat, 49-28 and 28 record. They are the number one team as of right now. You have the Milwaukee Bucks, who are ranked second. They are up three spots from where they were a month ago, 47-28. Only a game behind the Miami Heat. So, honestly, seeds one through four for the Eastern Conference with six game, games left could be entirely different based off the way the seeding is. And I'm going to get into it, you know, obviously here as I go to the next teams. But pretty interesting. I'm really interested to see what ends up happening with the seeding here because, you know, it could be a huge difference. Um, you have the Philadelphia 76ers who are ranked third, 46-29 and 29 record. You have the Boston Celtics who are up two spots from where they were um, last month um, at a, with a 47-30 and 30 record. I think the Boston Celtics actually won tonight, so they might be 48-30 and 30, if I'm not mistaken. No, I take that back. The Cleveland Cavaliers lost, so the Boston Celtics have clinched a playoff spot. That's what it was. Um, but you have them uh, up two spots, like I said, from where they were last month. The Chicago Bulls are ranked fifth right now. They are down three spots. They've dealt with some injuries, and they've also been really bad against teams who are above 500. Like, I think their record is like, it's like 2-14 and 14 or 2-16, and 16, something like that, against teams um, that are ranked better than 500. So, like... They win the games that they're supposed to win against subpar, you know, teams, but have really struggled to beat teams that, you know, are better than 500. So that'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with them in the playoffs, like with that in mind. But you have the Toronto Raptors who are up one spot from where they were a month ago. Same record actually as the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls own the tiebreaker, but they are 44 and 32 as well. Um, unfortunately for the seventh ranked team, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers now find themselves in a situation where they will have a play-in, which they've been solid all year, but they've had some pretty significant injuries that have kind of derailed their, not derailed their season, but definitely slowed their season down. Um, they are down three spots from where they were a month ago, so a pretty decent drop. Um, like I said, 42 and 34. You have the Brooklyn Nets, 40 and 36, well now 40 and 37 because they just lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know if they own the tiebreaker or the Charlotte Hornets own the tiebreaker. Let me see here because that just happened. And it looks like they own the tiebreaker against the, the Hornets. So they are still ranked in the eighth spot. It's the same spot they were a month ago. Charlotte Hornets in the ninth spot. Same record as the Brooklyn Nets. And then you have the Atlanta Hawks at 39 and 37. They are ranked 10th. So those are your standings um, for the Western and Eastern Conference in the NBA. Um, so that leads into, you know, the next segment. That leads into if the playoffs were to start today, what would, you know, the seedings look like? So Western side, if let's say all things stay the same, as of right now, you have Phoenix that would take on the Clippers. Golden State would take on Denver. Dallas would take on Utah, and then Memphis would take on Minnesota. The most intriguing first-round matchup in that Western Conference for me is the uh, Golden State-Denver series, especially if Steph Curry is not uh, 100% or near 100%. Um, that could be pretty interesting. Um, I, I could definitely see that going 6 or 7. I would give the edge to Golden State, um, but Nikola Jokic, man, I don't think they have anybody that can guard him like um, on Golden State. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But I think that's the most intriguing matchup on the Western side. On the Eastern Conference side, if playoffs were to start today, you'd have Miami and Brooklyn, which would be pretty incredible. You have Boston and Chicago. You have Philadelphia and Toronto and Milwaukee and Cleveland. Um, the main two series that I would be intrigued by 
um, would obviously be Miami and Brooklyn. That definitely could be an upset just based off the seeding, but like Brooklyn being Miami isn't an upset. If Brooklyn was healthy all year, they would not be an eighth seed. Obviously, Kevin Durant and Kyrie can are good to get you a top three seed easy. Um, but you have that Boston-Chicago four or five matchup that could be pretty interesting as well. They give a slight edge to Boston, but um, I'm going to talk about what gives me some reservations about that later on in the show. Um, but still a lot of moving parts on the Western Conference side and the Eastern Conference side. So a couple days from now, the seating could be completely different or very different. So this is just if the playoffs were to start today right now. But that is the Eastern Conference, that is the Western Conference, and that is if the playoffs would start today. Um, but I want to talk about now, I want to talk about who had the best record in the month of March. Um, this one is going to come as a n- no surprise to anyone. Best record for March games specifically were the, um, the Phoenix Suns, 13-2, and two, running 13 out of their 15 games, um, beating some notable teams as well, beating the Miami Heat, beating the Chicago Bulls, as well as being the Denver Nuggets. Like I said, most of that was without Chris Paul as well. Just goes to show how great of a mon- uh, uh, coach Monty Williams is. Um, being led by Devin Booker, their best player, um, and just a really solid team. Kale Bridges is probably in the running for most improved player of the year. I mean, you guys have, you know, Jay Crowder and DeAndre Ayton putting in a solid year. Jay just been solid all year round. So shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Um, two teams with 11 and three records, the Memphis Grizzlies, I've been talking about second best record in the Western Conference, second best record in the NBA, beat Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Golden State in the month of March. So incredible um, run for them. You had the Boston Celtics um, on an impressive run for the month of March as well. Memphis, Denver, and the Jazz were the teams that Boston beat. Um, Dang, they ran through all the Western Conference playoff teams. I just realized that. Um, But Boston has had the best defensive rating since the new year. Um, Really, really solid production from them. But those are the best records in March for those three teams. Um, Now let's get into the MVP race. But before I do that, I do need to talk about the NFL offseason briefly. Like this NFL offseason has been wild. Players have gotten new nine-figure deals and many have relocated to new teams. I mean, Bruce Arians resigned as the head coach in Tampa Bay, but is going to move to the front office. And now Todd Bowles is going to be the head coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who was their defensive coordinator, and he's getting a five-year extension. So the reason I got to talk about this NFL offseason is because if you want to keep up with all things NFL and all things fantasy football coming up, you have to tune in to Leather Brains. Leather Brains is a fantasy football podcast hosted by two of my buddies, Matthew Scotty Holtmeyer and Hunter Slapdog Amoruso. And these guys truly take their listeners on a journey as they find the balance between analytics and whiskey providing valuable insight along with laugh-out-loud commentary. So like I said, tune in to Leather Brains on YouTube or your favorite podcast app by searching Leather Brains with a Z. And be sure to follow them on Twitter at Leather Brains today. But let's get into some MVP talk. Let's talk about the MVP race, specifically the Kia NBA MVP tracker that they have. I want to kind of to get into that. Um, because it's very similar to what I've already talked about earlier on in, in different shows. But you have Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers center, averaging 30 points, 11.5 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and 49% from the field goal range. Like, putting on a phenomenal, phenomenal year. 
pretty much staying healthy all year. This has definitely been his best year in terms of health and production. Um, he looks great going into you know the playoffs and rounding out the season. I think based off the narrative from what I've watched and kind of what you know has been discussed on TV, he probably will end up winning MVP. Now, he's not my pick personally. Um, my pick is the next guy that I'm going to talk about, but he's probably going to win it. Voters probably will vote for him, although I do believe personally that the second guy that I'm going to talk about here should get it, which that second guy is none other than Nikola Jokic, the center for the Denver Nuggets. I mean... 26.5 points, 13.6 rebounds, 8 assists, 58% from the field. Like, there are point guards not averaging 8 assists for their team. Like, this man is literally the epitome of a Swiss Army knife. Like, incredible, incredible, incredible is the way I can describe Nikola Jokic. Now, he is my one of my favorite players. I'd probably say top 3 for players, but Nikola Jokic, like... He's the MVP. He's got to be there. He's he's my MVP, but I don't think he's going to win it. Uh, but, I mean, he, he could. There is a shot, but we'll see what happens. Um, third in the race, according to the Kia NBA MVP tracker, is the, um, or excuse me, is Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks forward. He's averaging 29.9 points per game, 11.6 rebounds, 5.8 assists, and 55% from the field. He actually, tonight in the game against uh, the Nets I was watching um, Thursday night, um, just passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most points in Bucks history with a step-back three, nonetheless. Like, Giannis don't be hitting no step-back three. So I thought that was pretty, pretty cool um, record for him to pass. And they got the win. So that was pretty cool. But Giannis, I probably won't end up getting MVP. Um, voter fatigue, I believe, is definitely a real thing. Um, he's definitely has He definitely has the numbers to get MVP again. But, I mean, with him being back-to-back MVP already, Defense Player of the Year, he probably won't get enough first place votes, but he's up there. But I do want to give honorable mention to a guy who should be included, who I, I haven't necessarily been sleeping on. I know how good he is, but like doesn't I, I never really considered him an MVP until I really looked into his numbers and what he has done for his team. But this guy I mentioned, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, 26.4 points per game, five rebounds, five assists. Devin Booker has been amazing, like pretty much solid all year round. Um, getting this Phoenix Suns team to the incredible record that they have. Like in close games, like their record, I don't have it, you know, exactly, but their record in close games, and they are the best closing team in the NBA, hands down. Statistically, they are the best team when it comes to closing games. So they are going to be dangerous when it comes to playoff time. They are battle tested, hungry to get back to the NBA Finals. But let's transition again. Let's transition into some very quick headlines. I want to try this little this new segment. I want to try out quick headlines in the NBA. Um, Anthony Davis, forward slash center for the Los Angeles Lakers, is expected to play Friday versus the New Orleans Pelicans. So Anthony Davis has been out since uh, February 14th um, with a foot injury. So Anthony Davis will be back, barring any setbacks, according to the reports. He will be back playing against the New Orleans Pelicans tonight, Friday's game. Um, Paul George, the Los Angeles Clippers forward, um, has returned after 43 games missed um, with, I believe, elbow injury, if I'm not mistaken. Um, led a impressive comeback victory um, against the Utah Jazz just the other day, this Tuesday of this week. Um, they were down 25 points and ended up coming back and winning that game. Um, Paul George uh, led the way, um, led 
his uh, team in scoring. So Paul George is back. Playoff P is back. We, uh, we shall see if we get some playoff P in the playoffs. Uh, but Robert Williams, unfortunately, Boston center, will be missing four to six week, weeks with a torn meniscus. That is really going to hurt Boston. I think they are going to feel the impact of that very early. I mean, they've already kind of had a back-to-back game skid. They lost their last two games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he was definitely their rim protector, their guy down low in the post um, to get them some buckets you know, through alley-oops and offensive rebounds and all that stuff. So they are definitely going to miss Robert Williams. Um, there is optimism that he could come back. He's expected to miss four to six weeks, which four weeks is pretty much the start of the second round. So if they were to make the second round, I mean, he might be back. But um, there was a point that was made on TV that I really agreed with. Um, for him to, with the torn meniscus, and come back right away to play playoff basketball, oh, that's that could be a stretch. So we'll see what happens. But if Boston... Does make the second round. He makes the conference finals. They could expect to see him back. Um, but those are your quick headlines so far for this week in the NBA. Um, let's talk a little March Madness. Let's talk a little bit about um, the Final Four that is coming up. So we've reached the Final Four. The Final Four um, will be this Saturday tomorrow um, with the championship game being Monday night. But you have on one side of the bracket, Duke and North Carolina. The other side, KU, the University of Kansas. And Villanova playing in the Final Four. So I think this is a gr- going to be a great Final Four year. Last year's was pretty fun, too. And I know it was Gonzaga and UCLA and who else? I know Baylor and I can't remember who else was. I want to say it was Houston. I could be wrong about that. Um, but last year's was great. I think this year has a chance to be even better. I mean, on the KU-Nova side, um, unfortunately, Justin Moore, their second best player, did tear his Achilles, so that is really going to hurt Villanova. Um, their bench wasn't deep before, but it's really going to be struggling now. So, But it's next man up mentality. It's the Final Four. Jay Wright, I know, is going to have his boys ready to play. Um, I hope Kansas loses. A buddy of mine is a really good, uh, really big Kansas fan, and I just hope they lose because why not? Um, but then you have Duke in North Carolina. Obviously, everybody knows me in real life knows that I am a Duke fan. This is Coach K's last year. This is Coach K's last Final Four, his last game against the North Carolina Tar Heels. He cannot lose his last game at, like, to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Like, it just can't happen. So I think Duke is going to win. I have a feeling they're going to win. But we'll see what happens. Like, it's pretty crazy. Um, one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Out of 99 games they have played, 50 wins for Duke, 49 wins for North Carolina. Isn't that crazy? Like, if you were to lose, or Coach K and Duke were to lose this game, the record would be 50-50. So, that can't happen. Duke has to win. Duke, please win this game. Please don't lose to North Carolina in Coach K's last game. Like, just please don't do it. Um, But, um, we should see, I think it'll probably end up being Duke and Kansas, um, more than likely. Um, And, I... I want to say Duke is going to win it. I mean, I I was one. I mean, I was skeptical about them going into the tournament, but they made me a believer. Duke winning it, Coach K's last season, that's the feel-good story. That's what everybody wants to see. The winningest NCAA coach versus the winningest program. Like, Hollywood couldn't write that. So Duke, Kansas is what I'm predicting, and I got Duke winning it. At least I hope Duke wins it. Um, But 
Last segment of the day of the episode, marquee matchups. So if you remember last week, I had the Sixers, Clippers, Spurs, Pelicans, and Celtics, T-Wolves. I got all three games right last week. Like, And you can go back and listen to it. I had all three games right. Sixers beat the Clippers, Spurs beat the Pelicans, thank God. And the Celtics beat the Timberwolves. So this weekend, the games to watch out for, games I think are going to be the most intriguing that I think you should check out if you have the time. Friday's game is the Phoenix Suns and the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to pick the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I believe they are on the road to win that game, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check that. Yeah, they are on the road. I've got the Brooklyn Nets beating the Atlanta Hawks on the road, especially this is Saturday's game, especially since they lost in a heartbreaker to Milwaukee, and they have to win some games. Um, So I've got the Brooklyn Nets beating the Atlanta Hawks. And then the Dallas Mavericks and the Milwaukee Bucks are um, fighting it out in Milwaukee. I'm going to go with the Bucks beating the Mavericks at home in that one but ladies and gentlemen that is all the show i have for you folks today um like i always say every week if you are watching on youtube please like share subscribe all that good stuff if you're listening on your favorite podcast app like leave a comment subscribe if you could um this is going to be a phenomenal weekend you've got all kinds of different events coming up you've got men's final four women's final four the championship on monday all kind of different stuff if you're into wrestling wrestlemania is happening this weekend so all kinds of stuff but i hope whatever you do you do it safely and with the people you love but have a great weekend i will see you next friday take care Like I'm in a big lease. Yeah, total mama hit it out of stance. I deserve another.